Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to The World in 10. It's your daily look at the world's news through the analysis and expertise of The Times of London. I'm Stuart Willey. And I'm Cara Bentley. Today, what's it like to spend time among Ukrainian drone operators? And the co-founder of OceanGate, the company behind the missing submersible, says people in the deep dive industry do have different views on safety. Plus, how people are trying to make chess sexy. To Ukraine now and the long-anticipated counter-offensive that is well and truly underway as the country tries to regain territory that has been taken by Russia. Now, the fight has been complicated by the destruction of the Kakova Dam, causing flooding earlier this month. There's a standout story on the Times website and app right now as correspondent Anthony Lloyd has travelled to the front lines. It's a powerful read and you really get a sense of what life is like for the fighters. Against a much more powerful air force, drones have been a really important part of Ukraine's arsenal. Yeah, and Anthony has spent time with Ukrainian drone operators as they select targets and literally fire on Russian positions. And he's talked us through the video of one of the launches. This is the launch of a shark drone in Zaporizhia Oblast, south of Orihiv, this week. The medium-range drone can fly up to 60 kilometres and is used to spot Russian high-value targets, including anti-aircraft and electronic warfare systems, in depth, and then to adjust artillery fire and sometimes airstrikes on those targets. This time the drone pilot, a 27-year-old Ukrainian, callsigned Loki, finds a Russian command centre near the town of Tokmak on one of the main axes of advance for Ukrainian troops engaged in offensive operations. He relays the position of the command centre to his headquarters, then for a time pilots the drone away from the location so as not to be spotted, and waits until the appropriate weapon systems are brought into play. In this case, the complex gets hit by a total of four strikes, believed to be from a pair of Ukrainian MiG-29s. Once the smoke is cleared, Surviving Russian troops are then targeted by missiles fired from a Ukrainian HIMARS system. To do this job best, the pilot said later, you must do it without pity. You might expect that America's allies would get the best treatment when they visit the White House, maybe a reward for their friendship shown in the hospitality. But it's actually India's Prime Minister, Narendra Modi, who has literally had the red carpet rolled out for him this week. Toast to our partnership, to our people, to the possibilities that lie ahead, to 
two great friends, two great nations, and two great powers. For him, there was a state dinner, all vegetarian, to recognize Modi's religious beliefs, inflected with Indian flavors and lotus flowers decorating the room. Mr. Modi even addressed a joint session of Congress, following in the footsteps of Winston Churchill and Vladimir Zelensky. But Joe Biden and Narendra Modi do not see eye to eye on many things. For example, India has abstained in UN votes to condemn Russia over its invasion of Ukraine, and it's ignored sanctions on Moscow, and it's been buying up oil and actually helping keep Russia's economy afloat. Now, Amrit Dillon, a reporter in Delhi for The Times, sent us this voice note about what India wants from the trip, namely acknowledgements for its economic prowess. More than anything else, perhaps, India craves recognition of its growing clout, that it has 1.4 billion people and has the fifth largest economy in the world. Uh, Mr. Narendra Modi's trip has provided this recognition in abundance. His party has always said that he's pushed India into the big league, he's a global statesman, and that he's transformed its status. And Mr. Biden has vindicated this claim by really pushing the boat out and giving Mr. Modi a spectacular welcome. Mr Modi was also asked in a press conference in America whether India was limiting the human rights of Muslims and other minority groups in his country. Now, bear in mind, he has not taken this kind of open press conference in all of his nine-year tenure, and in this one, he was asked about it. In response, he said, in India's democratic values, there is absolutely no discrimination, neither on basis of caste, creed or age or any kind of geographic location. The story about the missing submersible has gripped many people this week, and we now know that all five people on board have died after it likely imploded several days ago. There has been some criticism, though, of the trip even going ahead in the first place. It turns out that there were some disagreements within the deep diving community about the OceanGate submersible, the company that owns it, and documents obtained by The Times show that some people did speak up about their concerns before it happened. One expert warning the pilot Stockton Rush that he was on shaky ground for his refusal to submit the vehicle for safety certification. Another told him in a 2018 email, a vehicle that has inherent flaws of sufficient quantity will be dangerous. Ironically, in your race to Titanic, you're mirroring that famous catch cry, she is unsinkable. Now, Stockton Rush had told someone earlier this year that going in the vessel was safer than crossing the street. And Times Radio spoke to Russia's co-founder of Ocean Gate Expeditions, Guillermo Sunline, who responded to these accusations that it should not have gone ahead. We all know each other. I think in general, we all respect each other. Uh, but as you would expect in this kind of uh, community, there are completely different opinions and views about how to do things, how to design uh, submersibles, how to engineer them, how to build them, how to operate in the in the dives. But one thing that's true of me and every other expert who's been talking is none of us were involved in the design, engineering, building, or testing, or even diving of the subs. So it's impossible for anyone to really speculate from the outside. Uh, I was involved in the early phases of the overall development program uh, during our predecessor subs to Titan. And I know from firsthand experience that we were extremely committed to safety and safety and risk mitigation was a key part of the company culture. Now, if you want to know more about this, there is a piece on the Times website called How Did the Titanic Sub Implode? The Theories Explained by the Times' science editor, Tom Whipple.
For years, there's been attempts to make sports more exciting and get more younger fans to watch. Cricket introduced the faster 2020 version of the game. It lasts a couple of hours instead of five days. It's been massive in Australia with the Big Bash League and in India with the Indian Premier League. Now, though, a group of Indian billionaires have decided to make chess sexy. Yes, chess. Also involved in this plan is a Bollywood producer and Magnus Carlsen. He was once voted world's sexiest man. He's a five-time world chess champion. Today, he made his debut in the Global Chess League. Over the next two weeks, six teams of men and women will compete for a million-dollar prize and the organisers say the biggest payout in the hundreds of years in competitive chess. As well as the big cash prize, the matches are much faster, just 15 minutes. Six boards are played simultaneously. The organisers and the world governing body hope it'll reinvigorate interest in the ancient board game. It's live from Dubai on sports television channels. One of the most famous music festivals in the world has kicked off, Glastonbury, and for years people have always tried to sneak in without a ticket. But the Times has discovered that this year some people have gone to great lengths to get in, sometimes literally, by building great escape-style tunnels in the mud and coming up just the other side of the barrier inside a carefully placed tent. Yes, others are planning to scale the four-metre-high fence with light ladders, ropes, grappling hooks... These people, however, have gone about it the legitimate way. This is my first time here at Glastonbury. Um, I've done festivals before, but I've never managed to get my tickets here. Um, it's been an early day already today, um, up at half two in the morning. Um, and I think we've got another couple of hours wait ahead of us, but I'm looking forward to the week ahead. This is my first time at Glastonbury Festival. I left at 11 o'clock yesterday. I've only just turned here. It's like half six now. Still got a bit of a queue here, like, but my legs are ready for it. And I'm ready for class to be 2023. Also, there is Times journalist Ed Potton, who says that with Blondie, The Damned and the supergroup Generation Sex, which is a mix of the Sex Pistols and Generation X on the lineup, punk is having a bit of a renaissance. I mean, and lots of people make the, the obvious kind of com- comparison that, you know, that uh, punk often comes from quite dark times, turbulent times, lots of social unrest. I mean, I did put this to Steve Jones when I spoke to him and he said, there's social unrest all the time. Um, but I, I do, I do think that there's a particular kind of sort of a groundswell of, 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 of similar kind of feelings of anger now um, that, that that we had back in the 70s. So two of my favourites, Elton John and Carly Rae Jepsen, are playing. The festival continues throughout the weekend. That's it from the World in Ten. There'll be more tomorrow.